0: Blog Talk Radio Blog Talk Radio
1: I want to just remind everybody tonight. Tonight's show Is a pre-recorded show One of our best Pre-recorded shows Uh Hopefully you enjoy it uh, I don't know if we had Callers called calling On that particular show But I remember it being A very good show And normally that's the case But I don't remember And uh The name of this uh, Surprise show Is called Six Most Dangerous Words In the Churches Six Most Dangerous Words In the Churches You gotta hear it It um very interesting program. We only play for our reruns, the best shows. So enjoy. Yeah. Amen, uh, let it be so. Uh, this is Brother Seth. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is Five Smooth Stones. And again, I'm Brother Seth. And uh, the Five Smooth Stones, well, what we try to do at Five Smooth Stones here is talk about five topics that are dear, near and dear to my heart. No matter what we talk about, it always pretty much center around five topics. And I thought tonight I would just remind everybody what those five topics are. Not that y'all don't already know, but just so y'all kind of have some understanding as to what we're trying to do here. The five topics, um, as many of you know, I talked about in my testimony about how that um, in uh, 1980. Let's see, have to think, I always have to think. 1989, I prayed a prayer um, at the Southwest Believers Convention. I was at my wit's end after dealing with a lot of racist preachers in the area not wanting to really preach the truth as I believed they knew it. And I asked the Most High five questions. And the five answers I got from those five questions that I prayed from my heart, I call five smooth stones. And those answers have to do with the revelation of who the real Israelites are and why that matters in 2012 how it's so relevant to the way we look at the Bible, the way we look at history, the way we look at things that are happening in our world because really the Most High is not done with natural Israel. I know about the spiritual Israel, but he's definitely not done with natural Israel. And a lot of things you see in the news is a direct result of the prophecies sitting around what is to happen to scattered Israel. Second answer I got, not in any order, not in this order. Uh, I asked the Most High in 1988, "Could I understand the Book of Revelation? Why do I have to rely on these ministers who have um, made it in, in their hearts, or made the decision in their hearts that they weren't going to tell all the truth because it it appeared to them that some people would benefit more than their own?" Okay. And then I went on to ask the Most High, you know, it doesn't matter to me what color Christ was, because it did, and it still don't, to some degree. But back then, it didn't matter even as much as it do today to me. I said to him, it don't matter to me what color the Messiah was. I just wanted to know if anybody in that Bible looked like me or looked like my people, meaning so-called black people. It just was a question from a son to a father, like any son is going to ask his father. And like I said, not in this order, not in no particular order. I remember what I asked first. Actually, I do remember what I asked first. The very first one I asked first question was, what's really going on? What's going on? I hear you saying you're going to use the black man in latter times. Back then, I don't know if you all remember But there was a lot of ministers going on record saying that the Most High is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last. And the last is going to be first. Now, this sounded racist to me because I just didn't understand why would the Most High use the black man? Why wouldn't he just use a man to seek after him? Why didn't he use a man that feared him? What was up with this black man thing? But I found out later he's not using the black man because he's black. He's using the black man in the latter days, and it is true, and it's happening before your very eyes because the truths that he is going to reveal in the latter times is going to show some things as far as the origin of this man and what he have contributed to civilization and a lot of ministers is just not gonna wanna tell the truth. That was the whole purpose of the convention, why I prayed these five prayers in the first place. Because they were saying on one breath that the most I was going to use black men, and that next breath they was Kenna Copeland actually said it from his mouth, I'll call his name out. One of the ministers was Kenna Copeland and he said, I cannot tell you uh something but will not share with you black people, y'all are gonna be very excited. Those was his exact words. That teasing. And, I, and, I, and I've come to understand when people say not now, not now, it's just another form of racism. So I asked the Most High again, what is what you're using the black man? It sounded racist to me. But if the black men in the latter days are the only ones going to teach certain things about black people, and that's where the Most High has taken the church, he is going to reveal who Israel is. He's going to reveal this. He's going to reveal secrets that's been hidden for thousands of years, locked up by uh, secret societies, not, uh, not given to common man, not a, not known by common man. He's going to reveal them to his prophets. Well, who else going to teach that? So that's why he's going to use the black man, not because he's black. The white man decide he's gonna preach the whole truth, he'll be used just as much, but most white men as is today is not gonna talk about this. They're gonna say it doesn't matter. Like they got some of y'all believing. Another thing another thing I asked the most high what's really going on, I kept hearing things about some uh, so called Luminati and one world government and I heard the laws was, I mean, excuse me, wars had been planned as far as 30 years ahead of time. I'm going to say it again. Wars, I had been hearing, had been planned as early as 30 years before the actual, before it actually took place. And that there was, like I said, secret societies and Illuminati and powerful people that would fund uh, wars on both sides and the Catholic Church, and just a bunch of masonry, a bunch of things, and I and I didn't know any of this stuff. And I said, I want to know, Father, what is going on, what's really going on, ABC, NBC, CNN, all of these companies are not telling the truth. I don't know if CNN was around then, but I remember saying, these networks is not telling us the truth, And and folks, that is the truth. They are not If you listen to the networks And that's where you get your news from You are already lost That's just the truth You have to go and dig And listen to activists In various parts of the world Just to know what's going on You can't listen to the mainstream media You almost have to reverse Everything they're telling you So these are Some of the questions I asked the most high And the answer to these five questions Oh and the last question I asked was Can I see the world? Can I see the world? I didn't ask to be born in the United States. Why do I have to constantly listen to these people? Why do I have to be locked in this trap called the United States? Why do I have to constantly get my information from the United States? And so the Most High blessed me to be allowed to travel and uh, I've been to twenty-four countries. And it ain't just that I've been to twenty-four countries; just the people I've met, because I've actually met people that's from all over that connect me with this person, that person, this website, or that website, or this book, or that book, or this tape, or that CD, and this is where the education come in at. He has truly allowed me to hear something other than the U.S. version of truth. So I'll come to you tonight to share with you some of the things I've been blessed to, 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 to learn in those countries, in my travels, in my friendships with various people, um, and Before I go another step, I just want to say uh, there is a slideshow going on as I speak uh, with different ministers on it. I'm sure this is going to rattle some people, some of the pictures I have, because some of these people may be some of y'all favorites. But I also posted in the show's description that I'm not judging these people's heart. I'm not judging these ministers' heart that you see on that slideshow. I am judging Their works I can and I have the authority And so do you to judge their works But we do not have the authority Or the time to be judging anybody's heart Because we don't know So who the most High's chosen Real ministers, prophets are I can't say I know a whole lot of people I would highly, highly doubt but that's just my personal opinion. I don't know the conditions of man's heart. I know the Bible says you can. Um, some people say we can be fruit inspectors. We inspect the fruit of people's lives, but you got to be careful with that because you don't. All, you're not always with them to see what their fruit is. Are you with people all the time where you can exactly know what exactly they're doing? Some of y'all are. Unless you live with them, you don't really know. So. Tonight, uh, the name of this show, as uh, many of you have already seen, the name of this show is going to be God Told Me to Tell You, in quotation, Six Most Dangerous Words Men Say. God told me to tell you the six most dangerous words men say, and they are, because when people hear those words especially coming from folks that have went through, uh, supposed to be ordained, they think it's something special about and holy about being ordained of man, and it's not. They think it's something really um, powerful, uh, something sacred about being ordained uh, at these theological seminaries and colleges. They really, really think it's something special, and it's not. It is no more special. Man don't have the authority to ordain nothing or nobody. The church does have the authority to do so. But theological seminaries, a lot of these places are not operating in the authority of the church. It's just somebody going there and getting a certificate where everybody can basically give them respect that they may or may not even deserve. Being approved by man is not the way to go. You can get it. Maybe, maybe had I got papers from man, maybe I would be further along. More people would respect me. But then again, do you need that respect from man if they're going to respect uh, if they're going to respect men's sanctioning you, or do you need men that is going to respect you for what the Most High has put in you? I chose the latter. Again, this is five smooth stones. I've shared with you the five topics. I think I got them all. Uh, let me just double check. After some time, think I talked about white Oh, the white, um, the philosophy of white supremacy. Uh, the philosophy of white supremacy. Although I asked the most high five questions, one of the questions was, "Can I see the world?" And that's not a revelation. Uh, that's just something you actually do. He would just simply allow me to see the world. I asked, can I see the world? And so the answer would be yes or no. That's what that question was all about. But I did get five messages confused, y'all. Let me say this again. The five questions were, what is really going on? What is really truly going on? I keep hearing about wars that are planned 30 years in advance what's going on the second one is not in no certain order is what is with you using a black man what is with you using a black man that sounds so racist the third one was the third one was everybody is there any blacks in the bible is there any blacks in the bible people that look like me the fourth one was can i understand the book of revelation Can I understand the book of Revelation? The fifth one was, can I travel the world? Those five questions, from those five questions, I got five messages, okay? Five messages I always talk about. I'm always talking about white supremacy, always. No matter what, almost every day, some kind of way I'm going to mention white supremacy. I've been called called to deal with it. Nobody called to deal with racism. And this is the stronghold in the church and in our world and our society. And I feel like who better to deal with it than those of us in the so-called church. Okay. Another thing I deal with is the one world government. No matter what I talk about, it always comes down to the one world government. Okay. That government that's trying to duplicate the kingdom of the most high. Then I talk about the Israel question. Who are the real Israelites? Who are the real Israelites? Who are the real Israelites okay and then I talk about leprosy leprosy to me this is one of my favorite subjects this is my favorite subject because nothing breaks the back of white supremacy than the revelation of leprosy which is nothing more than white skin simple and plain nothing more than white skin albinoism vitiligo is Forms of leprosy, and I go through the scriptures. We did a whole lot of strong, strong uh, uh, scriptures uh, on this. We talked, we dug in the scriptures deep on this one because I know how it sounds. It sounds very racist, but this is one of the answers the Most High gave me in response to my question: Are there any blacks in the Bible? When the, Bible, when the Most High began to share with me what exactly is white skin and how it come about, and that you know when we lose our earth, or lose our pigmentation, or lose the brown skin that the Most High made us from the dirt, the brownness of the earth, when we lose that, it's because of a, a plague back in the biblical time. This is not a disease. This is a plague where people actually lost pigmentation, cursed most of the time by prophets. This is something you don't see now, but it was in the biblical times. Many scriptures to back it up. LIGO, uh, is talked about Leviticus 13 and 13 uh, around that area. Uh, it talks about people losing pigmentation slowly and that is what we call today, Litiligo. So I'm not going to get into leprosy. I've already done about six teachings on it. Go back into the archives and look up the teaching on leprosy. Those are The five topics that come from the five questions Tonight we're dealing with religious people though Tonight we're dealing with folks that say God told me, God told me, God told me, God told me To tell you this my brother God told me to tell you this my sister God shared with me to share with you I saw you in a vision Uh, uh, I, I got a word for you Those parking lot prophets as I call them Parking lot prophets Catch you out in the parking lot and give you a word. These people that come on TV also and it's looking at you, talking about they see you sitting there. And uh, that the that Father is telling them to tell you to get them some money. The Father told them to tell you to do this. The Father told them to tell you. These folks is who we're talking about tonight. Oh, my goodness. Again. God told me to tell you six most dangerous words men say. Six most dangerous words men say. God told me to tell you. I keep saying it for a reason. I went on to type in the show's description. Men control millions with six words. God told me to tell you. Then these millions of followers go and create the world we live in. Many times, these men and women mean well. Other times, the father is simply being lied on for wealth, fame, and power. The enemy in religious people is one of the strongest Around The enemy in Religious people Is one of the strongest On the planet I truly believe that I'll say that one again The enemy in religious people The enemy The enemy I'm talking about Deception Is in them Ignorance is in them. They are also full of lies, not totally full full of lies, but they have lies in them. This is the enemy inside of these people. And this enemy in these religious people is the strongest on the planet, I believe. I believe these spirits, these evil spirits, are the strongest. Of course, the enemy, we don't just look at it as, as just spirits. The enemy can be lies and deception and even ignorance. I'm talking about the spirits when I say they're the strongest on the planet. The purpose of evil spirits, I typed earlier, the purpose of evil spirits that control these people with lies, deception, and ignorance is to run people from the presence of their Father, which is in heaven, to the most high. Let me repeat that. Some of y'all say, well, why would they do that? Why would they do that? I don't believe in that. Why would, you know, let me explain again. If you ever notice people that, uh, just look at your life. Forget about people. Look at you. When you have believed a lie, in the end, what happened? What ended up being the result of that lie or that deception or that ignorance that was in you? What, What was the end result? Again, the purpose of evil spirits that control these people with lies, deception, and ignorance is to run them from the presence of the Most High. All of us suffer from that. Just because I'm reading this to you don't mean I'm some great person. Everybody, the enemy, wants to run us from the presence of our Father, get us, break our relationship with the Father. Now, the Father is very real and relevant in our life. I went on to say that. I also put a special note in here that says, of course, there are those who know the Father. They speak his words most of the time. So please know there are some righteous people out here that are trying to do the right thing, and they speak, unlike these other folk, they speak the words of the Most High. So, y'all, welcome to this show. I have to go there and kind of set the stage. Bear with me. I know I took a while doing that. But I uh, just want to make sure we're all in the same boat tonight. It's not a time to be dogging out the church, dogging out preachers. I mean, I'm, I'm not dogging out any person. This is a time to uh, just look at the works of our brothers and sisters and try to get some understanding because there's a lot of things being said in the church, a lot of things being done in the church. And this goes for other religions as well. It's not just really for the church. This goes for Islam and these mosques. These, this definitely goes for uh, um, Catholics, which is a part of the church, but Catholicism for sure. I mean, a lot of this stuff y'all are hearing when people say God said, it can ruin your life, I'm telling you. it you mess your head up. And it'll take you sometimes years to get straightened out when these people get down with you. Because we all love the Most High, right? Or we want to. I don't know too many people that just they might they may hate the Most High now. They may say I hate God, but they don't start out that way. Religious people get a hold of him, a hold of them, and tell them that God did this, God did that, God sent a hurricane, God this, this, and then naturally people hate somebody that would just bring about a hurricane, bring about a tsunami or something. But they don't tell you that the United States government has the wherewithal, the powers that call, not just the United States government, many governments have the power to cause uh, what they call weather warfare. They can tamper with the weather. I'm not saying every hurricane, every tornado you see in the United States is them tampering with it, but I'm saying when you see tsunamis, a lot of this stuff is still being questioned. They don't understand, you know, do you have all these detectors out there in the ocean, and all of a sudden the tsunami Slips past all this technology and just kill thousands. No, 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 no. This stuff is deeper than you think. And I even, there's even a clip out there, and I, it's all over the internet. And, it's, and it's, this is a congressional hearing. This ain't no little fake Photoshop stuff. This is a congressional hearing uh, of our, our elected officials warning countries not to engage in weather warfare don't do it don't do it they you know don't do it this is what they're telling the nations of the world in this um, um, they're they're saying that they're discussing weather warfare and they're discussing these documents that was discouraged nations I should say it should tell you a the whole story this, they're discussing this document that will Tell the nations of the world or warn the nations of the world do not get involved with weather warfare. This is an old clip, folks. No telling how long they've had the technology to control the weather. I mean, a nice explosion under the ocean floor, which is very easy to do with our Navy, very easy to do if they want to. And that explosion, just like when you're in a tub, if you move too fast, all the water comes out. That's the way it is with an explosion in the middle of the ocean. You, if it's big enough, it can cause a wave. This stuff is not um, rocket science. They have the capability of doing that. So we have people on the planet, on the other hand, that's listening to these ministers and preachers say these hurricanes and tornadoes are act of the most high. They don't tell us that there's wicked men that's responsible for several, some of this. And then a lot of these tornadoes, they shall know whenever the weather change. Uh, that's what causes the hot and the cold air. But also, more than that, uh, pollution and what we're doing to the environment. This has been proven over and over and over that this has a strong hand in these um, different weather, um, especially tornadoes. So there's a lot of research. If you just do the research, you can find out that a lot of these tornadoes and hurricanes and crazy, especially earthquakes, this stuff can be triggered by man. Man can trigger a lot of this soul, but the preachers got us thinking that uh, this is an act of God. They're lying on God. I'm not Again, like I said in the show's description, not all ministers mean to deceive and trick people. A lot of them mean well. It's just they're ignorant, and they don't know. They don't know. They don't believe the government of the United States could do something like cause a tsunami by causing explosions on the bottom of the uh, ocean floor. Now, I'm not talking about the ocean floor where they can't get down to it. I'm talking about the ocean floor where they can get down to it. They can easily set up explosions. They can do it. Of course, they, the people do it all the time when they when they're mining and digging for oil. You know that there is things that they can do. To cause a uh, 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 big suction when this explosion goes off, it's going to cause this big void, and then the water comes back. And I mean, this stuff is—it's not rocket science, people I'm telling you. You know, just read up on it. I don't want to. I've done a show on weather warfare, but I don't want to. I think I have. Did I do a show on weather warfare? I'm not really sure. but I know I have talked about it more, than I'm talking about it right now. But tonight is not that show. Tonight. Those of y'all that's just joining us on the phone lines and in the chat room, I got some people. Again, the subject is God told me to tell you six most dangerous men, six most dangerous words people say. Six most dangerous words people say. What are those words? God told me to tell you. You got to watch a lot of these faith healers. You got to watch a lot of these people that call themselves miracle workers. I'm gonna tell y'all something. If whenever you see people working miracles, or you go to you see all these people on television, they're supposed to be folks getting up out of wheelchairs and folks, you know, taking their hearing aids out of people. Maybe they waving their hands and everybody falling out. I'm tell y'all something. This is what the Most High shared with me, and I believe it. And you, you can say, well, there you go with the God said, yep, there I go. Like everybody that say, God told me to tell you ain't lying. So it's up to y'all to listen to with your spirit. And uh, but I'm not saying God told me to tell you. I'm just saying what He told me. But well, watch this. Whenever you see ministers and they're being, they're healing the sick and people getting up out of wheelchairs, like I said earlier, and throwing away their cane and. You see legs growing out and all this. Ask yourself this question. Why? Well, first of all, ask yourself, is there any white people in the crowd? Is there, is there any educated people in the crowd? Is there, is, who, is, who is this audience he's talking to? If he's talking to a bunch of black people, you need to ask yourself, where are the educated people? Because I know they got short legs. I know they some of their legs is too long, longer than the other one. I know they're in wheelchairs. I know they'll need walkers, and I know they're blind, and I know they can't hear. I know they're hearing with a hearing aid. I know they're sick. I know they have cancer. I know they have all these ailments. Where are they at? If this man is really causing these miracles, where is The educated people. You have to ask yourself this question because whenever you see just black people and white people know that basically Jesus is down the street and they don't come, something is wrong with their picture. And this is what I had to learn the hard way because these people are very sharp. You can't imagine the level of evil and wickedness that these people are operating in. But they are con artists. It took me a long time to understand that because there are people that can actually get healed by a con artist. If you believe that the person that is praying for you is sent from the most high, if you believe that the person that is laying their hands on you is sent from the most high, if you believe that the man or woman that is talking to you saying, God told me to tell you is sent from the most high, And you believe that when they pray for you, you're going to get healed. Because you activate that universal law of belief, because you believe so strongly, your body can be made whole. And them people don't have to be living nothing. And your relatives is going to swear up and down that that man that prayed for you is a powerful man of the most high. This was one of the hardest things I, I, couldn't, I couldn't wrap my mind around. You get all these letters in the mail saying, I see you sitting there at the table. God told me to tell you to send $20 and you're going to have a miracle in the mail tomorrow or this week something going to happen. People believe that's so strong, and they just start expecting blessings like they're supposed to be all along. They shouldn't have that letter to tell them that. They start raising their level of expectation and getting excited and praying like they're supposed to be doing in the first place. And they start saying something that they're supposed to be saying, and that is, God's about to bless me. It's going to be saying it anyway. Something's going to happen this week. I just know he ain't going to let me fall. He's going to keep me. He's going to take care of me. The Father's going to take care of me. He said in his word he's going to do it. They start saying what they're supposed to be saying. And these blessings come, and they swear up and down that that man of God that wrote that letter saying he sees them sitting in that chair there, not knowing that that letter went out to like 30,000 people, and that man is impossible for him to see 30,000 people sitting in the chair. Half the time, when you say, I see you sitting there, they ain't even sitting. they standing. they driving down the road. They don't even think about that. These folks are con artists. I got a miracle you probably did. These folks are con artists. Yeah, but he told me I'm not get a blessing that came. These folks are con artists. Something was going to happen good to you this week anyway. You just pent that blessing on that man. It was going to happen anyway. How many people go through a whole week and nothing don't happen good? Come on, anything happen good, you gonna put it and say that that was a prophecy? All these five dollar line, ten dollar line, twenty dollar line, this stuff is a con artist. These people are phony. I want to acknowledge uh, in the chat room, uh, DBRH60, and the real Judah. Uh, the rest of y'all, I can't see who you are because you're a guest, but I want to just welcome let everybody know. Appreciate you, ha- appreciate having you. And uh, also, somebody said, oh, uh, DBRH said, healing can occur by the power of the soul. But that's wickedness. I'm assuming they mean what the people are doing with the con artists is wickedness. Shalom, the um, real Judah. So tonight, again, we're talking about the six Six of the most deadliest, harmful things people can say. And that is, God told me to tell you. Now, if they follow the Most High, and they're real, the Father does occasionally give his prophet a this man, this woman, a word to say to other people because he can't get through to them. That is very real. And these people will give you a word you better listen. So how do we know which ones you listen to or not? Well, remember I said he only sends people, he he sends messengers only when he can't get through. So you need to make sure your phone line, your, your spiritual phone line ain't clogged up. Are off the hook That's the first thing Because really You can't trust man You can't trust mankind You just can't trust them. You need to know the Most High For yourself You need to know his voice For yourself I want to talk a little bit about the lies The deceptions, The ignorance that the enemy uses Who is the enemy Who is the enemy The white man No I mean, I think that the enemy is the world, worldliness, the flesh—that part of us, our bodies that crave evil. Do you know a part of your body craves evil? If there was no Satan, evil spirits nowhere around your flesh, a part of our body craves evil. Somebody say, "Why did, why did the Most High make us that way?" So we'd have a choice. If we'd have a choice, he'd get no glory. But if he made evil look good, the Bible says sin is good for a season, he make it look good and we choose him over the evil, then he gets his glory. Why does he create a system where he can get glory like that? I don't know. But he says, I put before you death and life. Why did he put death in front of us? So we'd have a choice. If he just put life in front of us, we wouldn't have a choice. And there would be no glory. You know, he's called the king of glory. But there would be no glory for him if we only had one option. Just like if your wife only had one husband to pick from out of the whole planet. No big deal. But if she had to pick you from millions of men, then you feel special. So we have three enemies. or well, we have... Three enemies: the world of flesh and Satan, the world of flesh and Satan. And one of the things that the enemy, is Satan. When I say Satan, I mean fallen angels. When We say Satan. We're talking about Satan's kingdom. We're talking about angels, fallen angels, though, not the good angels, not the righteous angels, not the one that keep the Most High's word. We're talking about fallen angels. I know some of y'all get to say, Oh, you're getting a little spooky, man. You're getting out there. Well, if you don't know there's evil spirits, we can't even cover in this show tonight. We're gonna to talk about it a little bit, but I'm not about to convince nobody else no evil spirit. If you don't believe, then I just hope you that changes before this show goes off, because you're gonna to need to know who the real enemy is. But these spirits, remember, we got three enemies: the world, worldliness, worldliness, the flesh, and Satan. Satan, worldliness, and the flesh. And all the world is is other people's evil spirits that's inside of them and their own flesh. That's all the world is. So we have evil spirits that talk to us, mess with us, and we have our flesh. The world is everybody else, their spirits that bother them and their fleshly cravings. That's the world. That's all it is, broken down, very simple. We have three enemies again, the world, the flesh, and Satan. Three tactics that the, these fallen angels use, and this is Bible. I can be quoting scriptures. I'm not trying to turn this into no Bible study. just want to talk a little bit about those six words that God told me to tell you, and I'm setting the stage. you got to know what I'm about to say in order to understand what, about those six words. What evil spirits of fallen angels like to do, they like to use three things. They war three different ways. Evil spirits of fallen angels, Satan's kingdom, war with three things. Lies, deception, and ignorance. A lie is complete false information, no truth. As you already know, the deception is part lie, part truth. Part lie, part truth. Ignorance, as we all know, is no information, no directions, no answers, a person void of instructions. These are the three weapons of these evil spirits lies, deception, and ignorance. And I'm going a little slow for a reason. I want y'all to think about this because I'm about to show y'all because some of y'all get offended when I start talking about your pastors and some of y'all looking at some of those pictures of those men on that slideshow. You might listen to them right now. They may be some of your favorite ministers and you're offended. Again, I put those pictures on that slideshow not to judge anyone. I can't judge a man's heart. I can't. I just can't. I'm not in the position to judge anybody's, anybody's heart. But I can judge people's works. You can judge people's works. and That's all we're doing today on this show. Folks, this is a very important show. These six words have devastated people. Let me give you some ideas of what I mean by the devastation. Here's some of the lies. God told me to tell you, um, to give this amount of money. And folks give and they don't have it. And oftentimes they put out. Some people give their, their rent money away. Some people give their very lives away. Their kids go hungry. Don't believe, don't think people won't. don't do this. They do this every day. I've seen it with my own eyes. Sometimes people, ministers will come in and say, God says, I want to, if you'll a $100, he'll give you a 100-fold return, which means you're going to get $1,000 back. I mean, actually, a 100-fold return is going to be $100. I've heard a 1,000-fold return is what I meant. heard that one time in Seattle, a 1,000-fold return, a 1,000-fold return. You give a 100, you get $1,000 back. That's crazy. I've heard people say have $5 lines, $10 lines, $20 lines, $100 lines. <laughs> and they really believe the 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 people really believe that if they get in the five dollar line they get one blessing, they get in the ten dollar line, they get a better blessing, they get in the fifty dollar line, they get a better better blessing. If they get in the hundred dollar line, God's get ready to just and we just being deceived. Now, the most high is not like no doggone uh uh he ain't like no uh, investment company where the more, I mean, he looks at the heart and see. Christ said that the widow, the widow, and uh, in the New Testament, the lady with no husband, whose husband had passed, he said that the widow gave more than all of the people that gave. But in 2012, ministers feel like if you give a $1,000. You gonna get the for return. Well, what if you're worth a quarter of a million dollars? What if you're worth half a million dollars? What if you one of these celebrities, thousand dollars? You is like giving five dollars. This stuff is so off, so wrong, so wicked, so evil. And, and let me tell y'all what it does. It messes your head up for one when your blessing don't come. You start blaming the most high. You start saying the Bible's not real. Or you might say menace is not real. Or you may turn against the most high. You just it, These lies and deception and ignorance will turn your heart the most high. And that's why we're having this show, really. We don't want your heart to be turned from the most high. This show is all about... Revealing, exposing these lies, these demons, the flesh, the worldliness that have creeped into the church and that have creeped into all these other religious institutions. And these lies is driving humanity far and far from the Most High. Brother Seth is just on tonight, trying his best to expose these things. They have tripped me up. They've tripped me up several times, had me almost. Want to give this thing up, give up trying to be right, trying to do right, because I got a hold of some false information. I got a hold of some false information. Somebody said, bottom line, if a preacher is telling you to give your money, run. Well, that's not true. D B R H sixty. That's not true. That is totally not true. Cause in the biblical days, many times the prophet said, you know, give me this, you know, uh, bless me, and the Most I will bless you. And people gave, and they was immensely blessed. Remember the, the, the the again another woman without a husband had just her son, and the prophet asked for her last. That's where they get the whole teachings from: give and famine. But these ministers, they don't have, they don't walk with the Most High like Elijah did back in the day. Most of the ministers today, and they don't hear the Most High. They don't walk with the Most High enough to hear that. I do think the Most High will. I do think he will have people giving out of necessity, meaning giving that last. I don't think that's off that much. It's just that it's a certain time. You got to move when he say move. Sometimes you give and it don't make sense. It don't make sense for that woman to have gave that prophet her last. It don't make sense. It don't. But the woman, her heart—it's all about the heart. It didn't make sense for, you know, Christ to take the widow's mite. It didn't make sense. She would just say, "Hey, you don't have much money, to take it back." But he took it, and he said, "This woman had given more than all y'all." So we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because that's a part of the enemy's plan too. To get us tripped up, and we can't get blessed because we're not giving like we need to. I do believe in giving to the the, the Most High's work. It has to be funded. Else, how are you gonna do the things church is supposed to be doing? How are you gonna help mothers with no fathers and and and, and, and all these children? And, and that's why we have a welfare system because the church ain't taking care of those without. That the person that put that in the chat room said something else. Let's see what he said or she said. He said, "But God will tell you." Hold on, it says, "But God will tell you to give it, put it in your heart, not have some preacher messaging your heart to do it." Well, that's true if your communication lines with the Most High open, but a lot of people. The reason why we have ministers, let me make this thing clear. Most people that are not ministers are not given to holy things. They're not given to studying the Bible all day like ministers do. They're not given to being around righteous people a righteous environment like ministers are supposed to. They don't have the time to pray as much as ministers can. I'm talking about full-time ministers. That's why I don't believe in ministers working. And so when these ministers... Um, they're supposed to have a clearer line, a more open line to the Most High. You know, laymen are required to submit and, 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 and seek the Most High to study their Bible and knowledge, but they also have a, a profession, and they can't give themselves to the holy things like ministers can. This is why, you know, in most cases you've got these leaders telling folks anything, because a lot of, a lot of people they just can't hear. They just can't hear, man. I'm telling you, they don't know what the Most High is doing, the same on the planet, because they are they are worldly. They are full of the world. People around them, drama around them, inspired by Satan in the flesh, of, in, in other people. So I do believe, I do believe that the Most High has His servants. out here giving words to people. So the question might be, well, how do you know? How do you know what he's saying? Or well, the brother just said it right in the chat room. We do partially right. Uh, all the sisters said, are you a brother or sister? Let me know if I can get that straight. But what they said is partially true, and that is the most I have to put it in your heart. That's the best way. So they are right. The most I have to put it in your heart. They are right. But what happens if your heart is not in a position to where you can hear? What happened? You're going to be taken by some ministers if they're not walking with the most High. So let me talk a little bit more about how dangerous this We're starting off real slow, and I'm about to switch gears, and we're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the thing. Y'all understand what I mean a little bit because I'm just setting the stage now because this right here is major, major, major. These six words have gotten a lot of people in trouble. Uh, a lot of lies have been I'm just going to tell you all some of the lies that people say A lot of these ministers say A lot of these television evangelists say A lot of these churches are saying And some people in the mosque might feel the same way They may go through the same thing Maybe y'all have some of these uh, uh, Imams telling you to do this, that and the other Kohans uh, Actually Kohan would be uh, uh, Israel, Israelites But anyway, Watch this Here's some of the things that the enemy is saying through these people, and um, it's just flat out wickedness. Here's a here's a good one. A lot of ministers are scaring people into salvation with hell, and they use hell in a way to scare the hell out of you. A lot of people come down to the altar and they're scared, they just terrified because somebody just really made it clear, crystal clear lake of fire and hell and they just they coming and they have not heard probably none of the gospel. They haven't heard anything about Christ, they haven't heard anything about the Messiah, anything about what he came, lived, died and done. All they hear about is what's gonna happen when you die and how you can wake up and your eyes gonna be in a lake of fire, which is totally not true. Nobody goes to no lake of fire when they die. It's not true. You go to a lake of fire, you have to be judged first. And hell is not fire. It's a whole another Bible study. Now that is the Bible study. Hell is not a place of fire. The place of fire is the lake of fire. Hell is a whole other experience. And then I don't know that I believe. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, this is just on the same subject. But I don't believe that people go to hell for 978 trillion years just because when they were 16 years old, they stole a loaf of bread, ran across the street, and a truck hit them. And now they're going to burn in hell, which, I don't, which is not even where you burn it. You burn in a lake of fire. They're going to burn in a lake of fire for 900 trillion years. That don't make no sense. I have never, ever was comfortable with that teaching. That is showing up something to scare everybody into doing what's right. They're controlling people. Don't say it. Nowhere in the scriptures. Nowhere. But they. But there's a lot of deception around money, giving money. It's always about money, 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 money. A lot of deception. Do I believe in $5 lines, $10 lines, $20 lines? No, that's a lie from the trick, a, a, a trick of the enemy. Paul said, let every man give as he's been blessed. You get out of the kindness of your heart. This whole thing, even about tithing, a lot of this stuff is unscriptural. If you're going to preach tithing, you got to preach the whole law of tithing. You just can't pick and choose what law of tithing you're going to what what how you tithe. That's a whole another talk there, too, but... Tithing is kind of simple to me. They didn't tithe money, and when they, when they did tithe, I was, remember I was a part of the study, and we was researching, and one thing we found out that when people did tithe, it was always like, you know, animals, rural. It was a rural thing. And when they did get money, seemed like, if I remember correctly from the study, when they did get money back in biblical times, they sold, they bought things to offer up for the tithe, and they didn't tithe money. This is a new concept, tithing money. Tithe, lamb, and goats, and, you know, different things like that, you know. Um, you didn't tithe money. So these people today don't, I think they got that totally messed up, but and the Especially if they're gonna say you owe it, you owe a bill or something. Because if you owe it, that means you're supposed to give tithes or give offerings, I should say, give offerings. You start talking about you owe something, then you can never pay the Most High back. You always, you might as well just keep your money because you're behind and you'll never catch up because you're never paying what what you owe it. <laughs> yeah the bible says bring you store bring ye uh uh gifts in the storehouse that may be meat, but what do you put in the storehouse? You don't put money in the storehouse i mean people I know what folks are gonna say, oh yeah, but you can uh <laughs> they're gonna say, oh, but you can buy you can take that money and buy meat for the storehouse well, yeah, but how many people you know buy meat for the storehouse that money goes to something else and y'all know it that money go to all kinds of stuff. Where all where? And, and while I'm on it, where does this passive anniversary come from? And we just this money is out of hand. These churches, and unfortunately, that's what all this stuff is about. No matter what I talk about tonight, you can probably trace it back to money. These people are, are just some of these people are businessmen. They it's instead of running a, a lucrative business, getting out there and applying themselves. They're in the church swindling people. The sad thing is, a lot of them don't even know that's what they're doing. They are in a state of deception. So tonight, tonight, again, we're talking about six of the most dangerous words people can say. Six of the most dangerous words men say to each other. God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you. Somebody typed in the chat room, God is revealing the false doctrines of eternal hell to his saints. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, I agree there is no eternal hell, but the lake of fire is something. Uh, something else about that i do believe that hell was made for angels you know but i'm not i'm not talking so much as the lake of fire and i am hell hell is not what we've been told it was okay and there's a lot of teaching that hell and hades come from that whole greco roman thing it's a whole nother study the lake of fire is a little different still still doing research on it it's going to be honest just still doing research on it okay so the lake of fire, doing research on it. Hell for sure is not burning up and all that. Christ, hell is like, and he goes on talking about the story of Lazarus. So a lot of these ministers, again, they're using this thing. God told me to tell you. I'm just tonight we're just talking about false doctrines people say, false doctrines people are saying to, saying to people. Uh, and even, including these parking lot prophets, people that catch you on your way to your car and give you a word saying, God said, God said, you gotta watch that God said people. You gotta watch the God said people. You gotta watch these people saying, God said, stop here, parking lot. People on the, on the, on the radio pointing at you saying, I see you right there, God is saying, these are some deceptive bunch of people, I'm telling you. Not all of them you gotta be very careful you'll throw out the baby with the bath water. There are some people that are inspired of the most high, they may be on a television show. And they may get an unction from the real Holy Spirit and say, I want to just speak this out to the people listening right now. And the, the Spirit is saying that in these latter days, certain things are going to happen. And they go start talking about, they're going, the most, there's the Most High right there on the spot, about to expose the new world order. And there you are talking about, there you go, you ready to turn the channel. It could be that the Most High is, is speaking through the, his prophets. So you got to be careful. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I know some of y'all want to make this thing simple. Let's just not believe none of them. It's not that clear. It's not that clear. There are some righteous fireballs out there that will burn burn you up if you ain't right. There's some folk that's really trying to live this thing, and they walk with the most. There's some people with some gifts. There are people... How oh, this world is so much more complicated than you think. I mean, there are people walking around you. You probably saw twenty of them. Well, maybe not that many. You probably saw three of them today out of all of the thousand people you've seen. And they do have legitimate gifts. They can read people's minds. It's people, and they ain't no demon, nothing. Everybody wants to say it's a demon if it's some powerful. No, there are some people that just got mental strength. They can move objects with their mind. Oh, I don't believe that. You better believe it. It's it's, it's already happened. What you going to say if something already going on. you saying it don't exist. It's people that they, that's like that to this day. They say, no, everybody, no magician like uh, David Blaine. Some of these people got some real powers. It's gifts. It's certain gifts that they got. I'm not, I always bring up this subject. But remember, when Saul went to see the, I just don't even feel like talking about it. I'm sorry. Y'all got to bear with me. It's just, I don't. I just don't want to turn because I want, do want to go down this road. I'm just going to have to just share this with you. If y'all don't believe me, just say, hey, give me the description. I'll tell y'all where it's at. If you really want to know, just say it in the chat room. Raise your hand up in the phone line, and I'll tell you where it's at. But anybody listening to the show in a the time, know I always go back to the Saul story. But Saul had put all of the witches out of Israel, told them not to practice. No more soothsayers, no more witchcraft, and no more people with familiar spirits. He didn't want them operating. Now watch this. Saul was going to go, I said I wasn't going to talk about it. I'm not going to tell the whole thing. I'm just going to tell a little bit of it. Saul was going to go to war with the Philistines, and he always had his man Samuel to tell him whether or not he was going to win a war or whether or not to go and go to a war, whether or not the Most High was going to be with him. Saul always had Samuel to warn him as to whether or not he was going to be victorious or not. Well, Samuel had died. And Saul had put out all of the, the people that had abilities to to see in the spirit or whatever. He put them out, told them to stop practicing. He put them out or told them don't do it. When he went to his prophets that was alive, they wouldn't talk to him. They wouldn't tell him. So Saul began to get a little desperate because he always needed to know if the Most High was going to be with him in battle. The Most High, we have the Holy Spirit in our dispensation. But he didn't have in his dispensation. It was only upon the priest. So, Saul said to his little helpers, go and find one of those persons with the familiar spirit. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, I'm going to find this. I can hear somebody saying, that ain't in the Bible. <laughs> somebody, hold on. Hold on. Y'all talk, talking about Eddie Long. Hold on a second. Y'all jumping ahead. Hold on. We're going to get there. Now watch this. So Saul, go and, um, I know when I tell you, y'all going to skip right to it in the Bible, but that's okay. And some people just think I'm going to be making up stuff, so let me just say this. Just this real quick. Saul. But anyway, Saul goes to this woman, and he says, uh, uh He said, find me somebody that has this gift. Find me a woman. We're talking about 1 Samuel 28 and about 7. Find me a woman that has this gift. Find me someone that has this gift. And so he found him a woman that had this gift to talk to dead people. So there's a lot of people that's crazy in the crazy house right now. Because they hear people talking in the graves. They they have a gift. They can they can they can conjure up the dead. They think they're crazy. They don't know it's a gift from the most high and it's been around since Methuselah. They don't know that. They just think they're crazy and they they need to see this verse. Verse seven Then said Saul unto his servant, Seek me out a woman that hath a familiar spirit that I may go to her and inquire of her. His servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at indoor indoor, And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment and went with the two men, and they came to the woman by night, and he said, I pray thee. Listen, listen, folks, listen, this gets deep. Here's a person with a God-given ability. I know some people say, well, if it was God-given? Why does Saul ban Saul banned her because the Most High commanded Israel to get their answers from their priests and from the Most High himself, not to study the stars. Even though the stars can give you a good, a right answer, even though this woman with the familiar spirit really could do what she did, We've been told as children when I was coming up in church that the reason why the Most banding folks are because I was listening to the devil and that all this stuff wasn't real. No, this stuff is real. That's a lie. It's another lie. They tell you lies to scare you so you won't do it. They need to tell you the truth. Yes, you can study from the stars. When the stars line up, that does mean stuff. The, the, you know, those that brought Christ the gift, the three wise men, how did they find Christ? They weren't led by no Holy Spirit. They followed the star to Christ. A star led them to Christ. Uh, I'm going to say that again. A star. Well, that star is in spite of the Most High. Was it? Whenever there was something powerful in the spiritual realm, the stars talked to those that don't know the Most High. That's funny, the stars. But Israel was forbidden because these people was the Most High children, and they were supposed to get it from daddy. Amos 3 and 2, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. So that's why Saul forbid these folks to do this. And that's why Samuel really and these priests had Saul to do that, because they were supposed to get their word from the Most High. Well, the Most High turned his back on Saul, and Saul trying to get it another way. So, let's finish reading this real quick. And the woman, Saul, uh, okay, here we go, here we go. Uh, and Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went, and two other men with him. And they came to the woman by night, and he said, I pray thee, divine unto me. Listen to how he worded it. This is how you get him to use that gift. Divine unto me. Divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him. Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off all those that have from his spirits and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore, thou layest a snare for my life to cause me to die. In other words, she's saying, why are you asking me to do this? Saul told me not to use his gift no more. You're trying to get me killed. Verse 10, and Saul swear unto her by the Lord, saying, as the Lord liveth, there shall be no punishment happen to thee. For this thing when they said that back in that day they couldn't reverse it that means nothing going to happen to you watch this verse 11 verse 11 first, first Samuel 28 and 11 then said the woman whom shall I bring up unto thee and he said bring me up Samuel And when the woman saw Samuel, what? And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice, and the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. Some kind of way that woman knew. When she called Saul, I guess she knows it's going to be the prophet Saul. She might have thought it was going to be Saul from next door or something. But when she saw these, I'll say that wrong. She, when she pulled up Samuel, I don't know how they do that. I don't have a familiar spirit. But when she called Samuel, however way she do this gift she had, and she saw it was the Samuel, the priest. She might have thought it was somebody wanting Samuel, some guy next door. But when she saw it was Samuel, the priest, she went, oh, my goodness. She knew that only one person really can deal with this man, and that was Saul. And I believe that's how she knew who Saul was. But she flips out when she sees Samuel, who was dead. Samuel, by the way, folks, if I didn't already mentioned, this man is dead. He's not on the planet. Okay? And the king said unto her, Saul said unto her, Be not afraid. For what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw God ascending out of the earth. What in the world is that? I ain't even going to comment. And he said unto her, what form is he of? And she said, an old man coming up, and he is covered with a mantle. He is covered with a mantle, I guess that's how she knew it was Samuel. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stood with his face to the ground and bowed himself. Now Saul that this woman had pulled up the real Samuel. This ain't no demonic Samuel. This ain't no fake Samuel. Some people church want to belittle this story. This woman actually had a gift to bring up the man, Samuel. But watch this, but he's about to tell you who he is. Wow. Verse 15. Every time I read this story, it just does something to me. I'm talking about false prophets tonight. I'm talking about folks that say God told me to tell you. We lay the foundation here. Stay with me. Stay with me. Verse 15. And Samuel said unto Saul, and Samuel said unto Saul, it had to be using the woman's body. He didn't appear in the room. He spoke to this woman's mouth. Why hast thou disquieted me? For those of y'all that think people die, when they die, they don't exist no more. There is no more. You don't believe in life after death. Again, verse 15, Samuel said to Saul, why hast thou disquieted me? To bring me up. And Saul answered. I am so distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God is departed from me and answereth me no more, neither by the prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee that thou mayest make known unto me. What shall I do? Listen to the prophet. Is this a demon he's talking to? This woman I'm pulling up. Listen to Samuel. Then said, Samuel,
2: wherefore,
1: Then doest thou ask of me, saying the Lord is departed from thee and is become thine enemy. Whoa. Verse 17. And the Lord has, okay, verse 17. And the Lord had done to him as he spake by me, for the Lord has rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbor even to David. This is when David went and joined the Philistines for a minute. Remember David went and joined the Philistines for a minute? So David's with the Philistine, you know David, the most high's with David. So Saul can't get a, a word from the prophets because the most high on David's side. Watch this, listen to this. I'm gonna read that again. Verse seventeen. And the Lord had done to him as he spake for me. For the Lord had rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbor, even to David. Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executed his fierce wrath upon the Amalekites, therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee, this day. Moreover, the Lord will deliver Israel with thee in the hands of the Philistines. Watch this, folks. Everybody listening on this blog, listen what I'm about to drop on y'all. He goes on to say, and tomorrow shall thou and thy sons be with me. The Lord shall deliver the host of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Then Saul fell straightway along the earth and was so afraid because of the words of Samuel, and there was no strength in him. Now here this man goes up to a woman who has a familiar spirit. He needs to talk to the priest who had died named Samuel. And he said to this woman that have this ability to talk to dead folks. 1 Samuel 28 and 7. This woman had the ability to talk to Samuel after he died. This is some deep stuff. Y'all need to look at no movies. He goes to this woman and says, Pull me up from the dead to talk to Samuel. And she do it, and samuel speak to this woman and says, why have you bothered me since it seems God had become your enemy? You're going to lose this war against the Philistines, and you and your son are going to be with me this evening. He said this day. No, tomorrow, he said. Let's look at it. I don't want y'all to think I'm making up something. I just read it. So here so we are, people. There are people with abilities. So some of these preachers you gotta be very careful. Some of these prophets' preachers, they have this ability. Some people can't talk to dead folks. And y'all just read that. We just all read that together. Again, first Samuel twenty eight, verse seven, all the way down to verse number twenty. We read about a man, a woman that had the ability to speak with folks that have left this planet. So why are you trying to hate on the preachers? Throw them away, say they ain't no good, you're going to mess up. That's not true. There's a lot of folks that are real. They're powerful. They do walk with the most high. You might not. You might not know the kind of power. Maybe you've never known it. Maybe you don't even believe in evil spirits. You ain't even made it to the kindergarten yet if you don't even believe in evil spirits. So some of us don't read our Bibles. We don't walk with the most high. We're out here just making a whole bunch of judgments and judges j- judging people. That's why I said about the slideshow I have on this particular program. Those pictures, I'm not saying those men are not real. I don't know. I just know their works is not worth a quarter. Some of their works that I've seen. The last clip, down on the clip, is he's, he's he's got a doghouse worth sixteen thousand. He put his dog in a doghouse worth sixteen thousand. If you telling me that ain't squandering money, I don't. If that's not squandering church money, even if your dog, dog is worth, you know, <laughs> come on, folks. Oh. All right. Somebody posted. Let's really look at the chat room and get some of these re- responses. All right. Uh, God, I should give false doctrine. Okay, we read that one. Sound for today. Welcome to the show. Uh, they said, don't forget about Manasseh Jordan. His automated calls were constantly calling him for money. It's one of the calls I asked the phone. Okay. With one of the calls when I asked the phone, I felt an evil spirit, hung up the call. It's probably true. I, I don't Maybe so. Then sound for today also said, hold on, let's see what people are saying here. This chat room is jumping, moving up while I'm trying to read it. Has anyone found a Bible where, has anyone found a Bible, hold on, y'all can just stop typing for a second because every time y'all type it, it jumps up and I can't read. Has anyone found the Bible where as prophets or prophets we are all, we are to tell people, we should be their personal prophet and to give us money <laughs> from direction from God. I have studied and apparently with fasting and thus far I have not found this. Well, it doesn't say we're supposed to do that. It's just I'm just I don't believe people are supposed to ask you for money. And say God told you to tell me. I don't believe a lot of these people. But don't forget, it is in the Bible. Don't forget that I think it was uh, Elijah. Went to the woman that didn't have anything and said, "Give me your last." Don't forget, we got Elijahs today, and there are some people that need the, the blessing that that woman received, and so that may happen. But everybody on the phone lines, everybody, everybody on the uh, you know internet asking for money, everybody on that—that is what I don't believe. Somebody and they went on to say, "We must pray for them." Some of these so-called prophets are using the word of God in vain and making those of us who truly love our God. Given uh, love, our God given gift, look questionable. And then another person said, uh, let's see here, there is one passage that says it was customary to bring gifts. Oh, I jumped again. Every time y'all type, I lose everything. Hold on. Where was that at? Hold on, one step y'all from typing, please. One paper there. It said there is one passage that says it was customary to bring a gift to the man of God when you called, when you came to him. Yep, yeah, that's true. That is true. That's why I said given in scriptural. And then they went on to say, But you do not employ him for your personal good for salary. That is true. But then for today said, Uh, true. Now you get what I'm saying and then uh teach man uh Alright, uh, And then um, it said the word specifically said that if you consult a prophet, you consult a prophet, the word of, the word specifically says that if you consult a prophet with idols in your heart, then God will answer you according to those idols. <laughs> I like that. All right. And lion spirits have been sent to prophets because of the idols of their heart. That's true. Ezekiel 14 starts at verse 1 through about 11. Okay in the New Testament, it even says that God will send strong delusions to those that refuse, that, that refuse to love him. Amen, amen. These are some good scriptures. There. Y'all are saying some good stuff, really. I'm going to have to watch this chat room a little closer. you got some people that know what they're talking about. Uh, but like I said, folks, you know, we got to be careful. When, people, when you hear those six words God told me to tell you. But let's talk about some more of the lies that we hear and then the consequences that come and then what's the final goal. What's the final result of lies, deception and ignorance? If you believe the lie, what happens? What can happen if you believe a lie? What can happen if you are deceived? If you really are deceived, what what's the worst thing that can happen? Maybe it ain't that bad. What can happen if you if you actually is deceived? Many people folks have been said, been told, God told me to tell you you called to preach. God told me to tell you to marry so and so, so and so. God told me to tell you you should take this job. Here people are on jobs that God ain't told them Jack, and you know don't careers, and some people have pursued their career and they think they are a now a doctor. God never told me you no know doctor. Now they are a lawyer, and because they're a good lawyer, they feel like God told them. God didn't tell you. that that priest or that prophet was wrong. It is very dangerous to use those six words. It's better you not say nothing to people than to go around saying, God told me to tell you, God told me to tell you, and then somebody just typed death. I didn't want to go there, but you're right. You can wind up losing your life on a bad word. You can wind up losing your life, that person is like in the chat room, death. You can wind up losing your life if you get a bad word. You can get a word to tell you to eat certain food. You need to go start eating this kind of food, eating that kind of food. You can get the wrong advice, the wrong advice. I had a friend of mine in Columbus, Ohio, Pastor ASAC. Anybody in Columbus uh, hear this later on, the, uh, shout out to you. But uh, Pastor, uh, uh can't even think of his name there, uh, uh, Weston. Pastor Weston in Columbus, Ohio, died poison. There's all kind of folks, all kind of things that can happen to you if you listen to a lot, if you listen to Fox Doctrine. And not just when people say stuff to you, but even those voices that comes directly to you. This is another reason why we need a lot of prophets sometimes, because sometimes the voices we hear is of Satan. We're hearing voices from evil spirits. Somebody said, well, you need to, you don't need nobody to tell you when to give money, blah, 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 blah. Well, you don't. You shouldn't. You have the Holy What if you don't? What if you can't hear? What if you're hearing voices worse than what the prophet is about to do to you? This thing is not something simple. It ain't complex either, but I'm just saying the bottom line is we have to make sure that we are living right and close to the Father so we would not be deceived by these voices inside of our head or voices inside of other people's head that's gonna to come to us and say those six deadly words. God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you. Now, if they are led of the spirit, those are some wonderful words. If you're falling you need help you just if you truly need help fellowship need a brother or sister walk with you you hear those words from a, a person that really know the most high that's really following him you hear those words God told me to tell you those words is like a lifesaver ain't nothing like hearing the word when you really ain't nothing like a good word in due season. One verse says, how lovely are the feet of them that bring good news. (laughs) How lovely are the feet of them. It says Isaiah 52 and 7. I'm Googling it. It says, how beautiful. Let me just read this to you. So we got to get careful. We can't throw away all these uh, prophets, Now We can't just say we ain't listening to nobody. Just listen to your heart and that's it. Well, you're not always obedient, some of us. Verse Isaiah 52 and 7, how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of them that bring good tidings, that publish peace, that bring good tidings of good. That publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigns. Thy Elohim reigns. And I can show you other scriptures that said in Second Timothy three sixteen. It says, "Let's go there real quick, y'all. Since we're on scripture finding mood." 2 Timothy 3.16, y'all got your Bibles. I'm sure y'all don't let them get too far from you. 2 Timothy 2. Timothy 3.16. I'll wait for y'all to turn. But like I said, you got to be careful. This study tonight is not to dog the church out. This study is not to dog out the prophets. It's just to dog out the foolishness. And we got a whole lot of foolishness, and somebody's got to talk about it. And that's what we're doing tonight. Be careful, folks. This is this is some serious. This is a serious show. I'm telling you, this is a serious conversation we have tonight. Second three sixteen says. Second Timothy three sixteen says every scripture passage is inspired by. Oh, this is the God's words translation. I didn't want this. I want the King James. Hold on one second. The more you start switching these King King James is enough issues with it versus trying to. Here we go, one more time. Okay, three sixteen. Here we go. Second Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now this is talking about scriptures. So if somebody come and give you a word. And it's just basically a scripture. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But when they start talking about God said, give here, and God said, move there, and God says, marry here, and God says, take this job, and God says, that's when you got to start putting on your, pull your antennas up. Folks, this is serious. Let's talk about some more things that have changed your lives, And like one one uh, person said in the chat room, they can cause death. Let's look at some of these other words that can really cause you damage. A lot of people have are preaching, they're ministering right now because somebody grabbed them and said, I see God is getting ready to call you to preach. I is getting ready to take you all around the world. And some people are trying to travel, and it ain't in them. They're not even wanting to travel. They're not wanting to. Everybody have to travel. It ain't for everybody to travel. So God will take you all around the world. You're going to be a singer. That's another one. you got to get You're going to sing. And they just don't even believe in gospel music the way it is today. I don't believe you have to bring somebody fifty nine thousand, well eight thousand mile of same folk songs and pay them twenty five thousand dollars when you got people there at the church that could use even a quarter of that money and probably can sing better and is living some because you know you see them every day. You putting people up in these hotels, no telling what's going on in the hotel next door. They gotta be, uh, you know, you don't even put them in the homes like they did in biblical times. You got them in a hotel, you get them a rental car and you're paying them all this money to sing three or four songs, you do know how they live. I do not believe in gospel music. That's another lie, the whole thing about gospel music. I do believe we're supposed to worship the most high, but I don't think you're supposed to be transporting entertainers around like they do. And just, again, worldliness, worldliness, worldliness. Now, I know I've stepped on some folks' feet now because I actually like a lot of the gospel artists as far as how they sing, but I don't know if they're supposed to be going all over the world, and and, and I don't don't know that they need to. If if you're going to be vacationing in Europe and you happen to be at a church, you know, and somebody say, well, do you sing? You say, yeah, and they ask, can we have you give your testimony? You get up and sing, nothing wrong with that. But for everybody to be, you know, singing this person's album and you singing a testimony that's not even yours, they testimony ain't got nothing to do with you they tell me how they was jealous, and you ain't never been jealous. They're me how they was on the street. This song. I'm talking about a song right now. You're trying to sing somebody else's song, and that's not your song. It's crazy, all because there's a CD with that, and the choirs get up, and they're all trying to sing a song, and they don't even relate to about three of them. So you're singing a lie. You don't really live in it. I mean, it's just I don't believe in gospel news. I don't believe in it. I believe in people getting up in the church, giving praise and song, Probably ain't gonna be something that you like that you want to pat your feet to. You don't have to, 'cause they're gonna be funky and all that bass and all that. Even though I love good music, I just don't believe in the way they do gospel music today. I don't think the Most High I get praised at all. All these choirs rocking, halfway dancing. I mean, that's just entertaining. Want to entertain? Just entertain. Quit talking about the Lord. Just start talking about butterflies. I don't think there's nothing wrong with a Christian group to just start singing about butterflies and the wilderness and. and the, I don't know. Just I just thought of the first thing came to mind. <laughs> just sing about nature. Sing about uh, I don't know. But don't put the Most High. Don't put His name in it. You know, you can say thank we thank we your praise to the Most High. You can sing some songs. You can't sing a choir can't sing like we praise you, Oh Most High. You better be praising him while you sing it though. And you know, but it's just my personal testimony. You know, you can't say He delivered me and you something bondage. You can't sing that song. You know, a lot of songs you just can't sing. You gotta sing songs as general worship like we worship you, uh we thank you. You better be really saying in your heart, that you're thankful to him, otherwise you're lying. So I don't believe in gospel music, Tremaine coming ninety five thousand miles to say, He changed me and y'all give her ninety five thousand dollars to thank I just don't believe in that. I don't so we talking about lies in the church today, we talking about lies with among religious people. We're talking about those six deadly words God told me to tell you, you know. And so a lot of people being told, you call to preach, you call to this, you call to that, and they on Benmo how they gift in the man in the moon. So what are we? What are we doing? We just become entertainers. Somebody said, let's see, look at the chat room real quick, real quick. Uh, it says even the prophets in the Bible never said God told me to tell you. They would say the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, okay, it's kind of like semantics, but you're probably right. Are you, I shouldn't say semantics. I think that maybe that is what we need to be saying, the spirit. Uh, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Uh, Y'all said it's true. The devil is a god. Maybe he didn't tell them. (laughs) If you have time to play Xbox and hang out with your friends, you have time to spend with the most high. True. Notice I used a little g meaning the devil has no power, okay? Sound for the day also said, yes, teach, man, of God, okay? Thank you. Uh, Went on to say, true, true. Have to go now, okay, all right. Well, anyway, another segment to me and okay. All right, I see you, I see you. So anyway, folks, uh, a lot of good things being said there. I appreciate them. uh, Um. Now for some reason it's all these computers are saying it maybe it's reconnected to the server, but I don't think we got disconnected. Y'all let me know if y'all can't hear me. Well if you can't hear me you won't know to say that but anyway folks, let's get back on the subject. It's like uh I keep trying to get distracted here, uh, with me trying to do other things. I do want to know what the chat room is saying, so that's not actually a distraction. That was some good words they said there. So anyway, uh sound for today, keep typing. That was very good, very oh well you gotta go. Uh Real Judah. I'm watching y'all, okay? But anyway, folks, listen. All Brother Seth is trying to say tonight is these words are dangerous, okay? These words are dangerous. There are people walking around with the power of the most high in their life, and they are speaking words, and they are accurate. So how are you going to know whether or not to listen to them? You need to make sure your lines of communication are not down in the first place. Be in a position where you can hear the most high. If not, you're going to have to trust people. You're have to... You're gonna to have to end up trusting these people. You're gonna have to. Well, you're gonna gonna say. You're gonna end up meeting somebody to talk to, and if you can't hear, you're gonna be like Saul. You're gonna be seeking out people, and you know they ain't right, but you got to get the word. And you, that's just like Saul. I'm glad I read that story. You're gonna be just like Saul, seeking somebody to get a word from because you can't hear on your own phone line, so to speak. So the the, the, the solution to this whole. Uh, people walking up to you, these parking lot prophets, talking about God told me to tell you, is make sure he can reach you on your own cell phone, so to speak, your own spirit, man, okay? But let's talk about some of these more lies, because a whole lot of lies I haven't covered yet, a whole lot of lies. And they do things, even in the end, they drive people from the most high. In the end, people don't really believe no more in the Bible like they used to. People don't really worship with the brethren like they used to. I've been there I've been there I've been there You know You hear so much stuff And you just begin to not trust nobody You don't You know You don't even want to go to church no more Because Of deception Lies Trickery Ignorance And let's face it You know A lot of these ministers Here's another one Here's another thing y'all will look out for A lot of these ministers Don't really have uh, Trust in the most High. Yeah they might They may They may Want to and they may want to, they may love the Most High, but they lack trust. Trust has, comes with having a relationship. You just can't trust the Most High overnight. I know that sounds pretty bad, but it's the truth. You can't trust somebody you don't know, so you have to get to know the Most High to even trust them. So a lot of these ministers, they may have trusted at one point, but they go through times where they don't trust the Most High, and they come up with all these games and schemes because they're trying to build this empire. They're trying to get more Money than they probably really need They're probably trying to get a building That's really bigger than what they need Oftentimes they have what they need But they want to bling bling Preachers want to bling bling They want to have the nicest building in, the, in the, On the block They want to have the nicest padded seats on the block They want to be able to show other ministers Look how what I'm doing Ego is there they, A lot of you say deliver it all the way So this is why we have these different things going on it's a shame, that it's the truth. So all I'm saying is, folks, listen. Be careful. Be very, very careful. We can't hate, folks. We can't. Y'all can't get into dogging out these ministers. So they just don't want to have nothing to do with nothing, they, you know, you can't dog them a lot. Like somebody was saying earlier, you know. Well, I'm just saying you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. There is a time ministers will say from the pulpit the Most High has moved on me or the Spirit has moved on me to do this, you know, we, we are to, you know, um, build. We are to, to build a new church. I hate to even say that because I, I really have issues with everybody building. Everybody is building right now, it seems like. And I have issues with that. Unless they already got a big edifice somewhere, they are building. So I really don't like saying that a minister is going to be led of the most High to say that because, I'm tired of seeing it, but there probably is some ministers somewhere that really do have to build. you got to be careful before you go dogging everybody out saying God ain't told nobody to build no big church. can't say that. They might need it. The banks might have gave them an a excellent a interest rate. They may have a, a certain way of doing it where they don't have to pay much. You just never know. This thing is not just cut and dry. You've got to be very careful. The Most High does have his servants out there, and they are very powerful, very respected men in the kingdom. I'm talking about the spiritual kingdom. And they are powers. They, they have power. There are people that is not whistling Dixie. They really do have power. And the minute you put your mouth on them and say, they ain't this, they ain't that, you're in trouble with the Most High now. He said in the scriptures that it would be better you have a millstone cast above your head and dropped in the sea than you to touch one of his little ones. Be careful. Be careful. Scripture also goes on to say, touch not mine. anointing and do my prophets no harm. Be careful. Be careful. There are many people that were struck dead speaking out against the Most High. Don't forget about, uh, uh what was the, in the uh, Old Testament, I can't think of the, 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 the The prophet's name, but the earth can't open up and swallow because it came against Moses, Moshe. So be careful. Be careful. We talk about folks that say God told me to tell you, and they don't have no, no reason to be telling you that. Okay? So we talk about lies tonight, lies, lies, people led by their flesh. It's a whole lot of people say, God told me to tell you. I'm going to tell you all this one story. Y'all ain't going to believe it. I don't expect you to believe it. I'm going to tell you anyway. Half the time, I don't think y'all believe a lot of things I say because I know I sound to the average person. There's a friend of mine. Hopefully, she ain't listening. <laughs> but she uh, has this prophet friend um, that we knew, I knew. I wasn't friends with him. I, I mean, I knew of him, I should say, but I didn't hang out with this guy, none like this. I remember going to a few functions, and I saw him there. But everybody talked about this guy, how, how good he was. He was one of those persons I mentioned earlier that had a legitimate gift. He can look in his beard and tell you things about yourself, and the brother would not miss. It's people like that. Y'all just, I know it's hard to believe. And this ain't no David Blaine? blame. This is just somebody with a bona fide gift. And uh, he began to talk to his sister, and it blew her mind. It just blew her mind that a person could know that much about her and not ever really seen her. And she was so much, she had so much confidence that this man was of the most high, that he was a real prophet, which he I'm not going to say if he really was or not. All I'm going to say, what he's about to do is crazy. So then he gets into the flesh. That's what some of y'all don't understand. People can be in the flesh one minute, and they can get a great revelation. Side road. Remember Christ and Peter. Peter says, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Yeah, I remember that. Thou art Christ, Son of the living God. And Christ said to him, flesh and blood have not revealed this. My Father, Yahweh, or Yah, the Most High, have just revealed this unto you, Peter. So the Most High revealed something to Peter. Now Christ is standing right there. He didn't say, I'd reveal something to you. He said the Most High, oh, God, my Father, is what he said. So Peter, obviously, was just electrified by the Most High himself. Now watch this. The next minute, Christ is going on talking about how the several things he has to fulfill, and he starts talking about how he is, he is going to die, how he will be put to death, but he's going to raise, you know, you know, you begin to start talking about his life, his sacrificial Life and how he's going to die And Peter, the same Peter said This ain't going to be so Let it not be so This is not going to happen Now watch Christ's response Watch Christ's response to Peter The one who had just heard from the Father He said get behind me Satan That's what Throw uh, probably everybody On this blog off Those words right there Because we all know That We all know about how people can trip, but when people is able to say, get a word from the most high, the most high speaks to somebody. We are not familiar with how a human being can the next five minutes be speaking from Satan. That throws everybody off. That's why I say I don't care if a man does pull somebody out of a wheelchair. I don't care if he does lay hands on the blind and they see. You gotta watch every one of his actions line up line, word upon word, because he can be one minute led of the Most High, not saying everybody pulls somebody out of a wheelchair is, but he can be real one minute, or she can be real, real one minute, and of the of the flesh or of Satan the next minute. So this prophet tells this girl. Everything about her And she freaks out Because she just knows this man is a man of the most high Then he tells her The most high Here we go God told me to tell you Those six deadly words God told me to tell you to purify yourself Before me and take off all your clothes Now I know y'all thinking This brother done lost all his mind I'm about to go to another blog I'm telling y'all an honest True story I mean, I could call names, but I'm not going to do it out of respect for this young lady. But this brother, one minute, began to prophesy and tell this girl everything about her. And he wasn't just saying general things like, you're a nice person, the Most High, show me you're a nice person, Most High, showed me you had a good day today. No, 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 no. She would have never thought he was a man of the Most High saying something that general. He gave this girl specific word. I remember talking to her afterwards, and I said, why don't you take off your clothes she said, I just figured he heard from the Most High. I said, you took up your clothes? She said, yeah. What did you do? I said, he tried to touch you? She said, no, he didn't touch me. He just had me kind of walk around. Can y'all believe that? And listen, there are thousands of stories like that, but some prophets and ministers go all the way. You don't be having to take up your clothes. be doing something else. So I'm saying... There is, and I promise y'all, this is so true. I wouldn't lie to you. I don't have to. I've been in this thing too long. There's too many real stories to not have to make up anything. But that's just how people are. One minute they can have a gift, and they'll tell you some or share some with you. It'll be shown up. Rhema, as they call it, from the Most High. And the next minute they're listening to Lucifer himself saying some crazy. So you got to be very, very, very careful. Very, very, very careful. All right, let's look at some of the the responses in the chat, and I'm going to move on, all right, because we want to talk about what's the final state. What happens if you believe these lies? What happens if you are deceived? What can happen to you if you listen to a bad word from a prophet? What happens? What happens if they tell you something and it's not true? What kind of things can happen to you and your family if you get a bad word? I know some of y'all know, but some of y'all don't. So anyway... In the chat room, we have uh, my people are distraught for lack of knowledge. That is true. I read that earlier, I think. It's um, so pretty much the same thing. Everybody just listening right now. So I just felt like tonight we needed to just talk about some of these lies because I know family members and I sent this, this memo out to a lot of family members because I know a lot of my family. We raised up in the Pentecostal churches and we've seen a whole lot of stuff. So you know it's hard to kind of fool some of us because we know that people can one minute be playing for the sick, sticking their ears sticking their fingers in deaf people's ears, saying, "Come out, you deaf spirit," and people end up hearing. We've seen it I mean for real, for real, we've seen it, we've seen it. all y'all Pentecostal folks raised up Pentecost, you know what I'm talking about y'all have seen, I'm sure a lot of this stuff, but some people this is foreign to them. they think all of us crazy and making the stuff up they don't believe. But the, the the weird thing about what well, what I'm sharing tonight is even Pentecostal people, sometimes to see because they just don't understand that Peter comp com, that Peter thing, where you can one minute be made of the Holy Spirit in spite of the Most High saying the, the very things that are true, setting people free, setting people free with your words, and the next minute you can be, in spite of, of of Satan, in spite of the evil spirits, doing something that brings damnation. One minute you were doing something to bring light. Next minute you can be doing things to bring damnation. People don't understand how you do that. They don't understand what well, they say. Well, oh, wait a minute. If, if the Most High just use you, why can't you didn't have enough strength to say no to the enemy? And they don't understand spiritual warfare. Just because the Most High used you now, Samson, and you're killing all these Philistines is coming to, to destroy you because you are a man of the Most High. they full of the devil. You know they come to destroy you, Samson. A lot of people don't understand. Why would you tell Delilah your weakness? Why would you go and lay with that woman? Why? Why are you? Why? She kept telling you she wanted to know the source of your strength. Every time you tell her, she would do whatever it was to take. So why would you be stupid enough to keep keep letting, telling her all your secrets? They don't understand the flesh. We have more than one one enemy. Evil spirits, fallen angels that whisper to us in the spirit, spirit to spirit, that's just one of the enemies. You know, the spirits that use lies, deception, and ignorance, that's just one of the enemies. We have a flesh. You take all the evil spirits and lock them up for a thousand years, you still got the flesh to contend with. Samson had an issue with flesh. Delilah probably was fine, good-looking, you know, this man, she just messing with me. We don't know what she was doing to him, making him giving up all those answers. We don't know. But whatever it was, it was strong enough for him to tell her a show enough truth that, that crippled his whole life. And that's man for you. So you got to be very careful. All these people out here that's on these prosperity kicks, talking about money, God You know, I want to have a $5 line, $10 line, $100 line. Everybody ain't just wicked. They're not evil. You can't say they all going to hell, because look at you. I mean, are you, can I be a fly on the wall in your house? Are you always, where you know? you supposed to be doing what you're supposed to do? So, you know, you're a man of the most high. You know, you're one of the most high. Why don't you feel like other people can't have, some of y'all been doing whatever y'all been doing a long, 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 time. I mean, years and years and years and years and years. And some of these people that. Moving in deception, they've been doing it for as much as you've been doing what you do. So which one of y'all is right? You tell me. Well, I'm, I'm righteous, my brother. I just, I just have a problem. Well, so do they. But we gotta be careful saying who ain't right, who ain't, who's right, who's not. We just gotta be careful with being deceived. And another thing I want to say is, did y'all see the movie Leap of Faith? If you didn't see the movie Leap of Faith, even though it's a comedy, it's an old movie. It's not that old, but that movie is. So, so, so true. It is so based on truth with regards to what we're talking about tonight. Here was a man, Steve Martin, the comedian, playing this preaching, going around with these fake, fake, fake miracles. He had a little tiny mic in his ear, and there was a man in real life got busted doing the same thing. I'm going to call his name now because it's a part of public documents, public facts. His name is W.V. Glenn. I'm sure y'all have heard about it, but W.V. Grant was actually busted, doing what the gentleman did in the leap of faith, which means he was going around with this little mic in his ear, and he was telling people, God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you. And people was sometimes really getting healed because they believe in this man. They believe in God. They believe in the Most High, but they believe, okay, let me, let me explain it. If a person, like I said earlier, I said to, I described this earlier, if a person ain't living worth nothing, but they get you to think that they're some kind of powerful man of God, maybe they have fake miracles before you, before your eyes, and you don't know that they're faking, you think the miracles are real, you will believe that this man is shown up from the Most High. And you will believe, in most cases, like the woman that was trying to touch the hem of the garment of Christ, she said, if I can just touch this powerful man's hem, I know I will be made whole. And that's what happens with a lot of these congregations like Beverly Grant and a lot of these other people that were phonies. They generate enough false miracles to where people believe in their faith in the Most High, not in the man that's praying for them. They just believe that man is representing the Most High. So when that man say, be healed, they believe. That's a key word. They believe it's 100% bona fide true faith. They believe that the Most High will touch their body. And guess what? The Most High honors the faith that is in them and heals their body. Now you've got some fake miracles that just happened before these people. Now you have a real miracle. So you can take that woman with the real miracle, tell her to go to her doctor and get a statement. She can come back with a, love of a documented item saying that the woman is healed and they don't know why and you can publish that on your website and people see that real miracle and they get inspirations to believe and they end up getting healed by faith by faith remember christ told the woman even the woman he said your faith have made you whole so i'm saying i'm saying that just because you see people bona fide miracles, that does not mean that that minister, even though the most high, the person could be healed by their faith. And that's what throws a whole lot of people off. You got to be careful with those six deadly words God told me to tell you. Lots of people have gotten their marriages based upon those six words. Most high put them together, and they have lived a life of hell. And some of them have even brought children into the world. And how are you going to send children back? All because of those six words God told me to tell you. Some people have got involved with ministries. God told me to tell you to come work over here at the church. God told me to tell you this. Some of y'all have experienced pain. You, it wasn't told to you, but you saw your grandmother or your grandfather or your mom or your dad or your uncle or your nephew or niece go through serious pain because somebody said, God told me to tell you. Or they said, God said it's okay for you to do this. Or God said it's okay for you to do that. And it just messed up people's lives. It's a whole lot of lives. I would love to know the amount of money out of curiosity have been wasted or even spent on people following those six words that somebody gave them. God told me to tell you, to do this, move here, move there, come from, come from your where you had to come down here in Africa with me. Let's go to South America. God told me to tell you to go to South America with me. I mean, it's all kind of lies, all kind of deceptions, all kind of pain. Some people is even there. They're no longer with us because they heard those six words. But I have 90 seconds to come. So anybody want to stay, keep listening. You must call the phone lines quickly, 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 760 283 0838-760-283. 0838760283. We're gonna keep talking about this a few more, minutes longer, and we're gonna wrap this up. 7602830838. All right, but uh, people that are saying God said again, folks, is showing up, hearing from the Most High. So how do you know which one is or not? Well, sometimes you don't. Right off the top. You have to listen. That voice, that infamous, still, small voice everybody talks about. Sometimes you just got to make sure your communication network to the Most High, to the Spirit, is clear. If not, you find yourself desperate like Saul was and we read earlier. You find yourself going to people and needing them to tell you what the Most High is saying, and that's when we mess up. That's when we mess up. So, got to do things like fast and pray. This is the solution. This is the solution for all those that I'm going to lose in about 30 seconds. We need to fast. We need to pray. We need to seek the Most High with our heart. And then He said, "Draw nigh to Me, and I'll draw nigh to you." Seek Me with all your heart, and that's when you'll find Me. We must do these things to keep our communication lines open to the Father, and then we will not need man kind to tell us what the Most High is saying. We won't need. You know, there's a scripture that said, it said, uh, you have the Holy Spirit, and you need not that any man should teach you. Now, a lot of you don't like that, but it says, you have the Holy Spirit, and you need not that any man should teach you. Are Y'all listening? I believe that's First John two twenty Google this right. First John two twenty seven says, uh, "Let's just go ahead and read it." So I'm telling y'all, you don't need these ministers telling you nothing. They can be a guide unto you as a pastor. You know the Bible said they'll watch over your soul, but they're not your Holy Ghost. I don't know why people lean uh, so much, uh, are, you know. Pass it, pass it, pass away. You think, you know? <laughs> what do you mean? What he thinks, you know? Is the pastor reading the Bible himself? I mean, do you really know that he is paying the cost to be close to the Most High himself while you rely on him? But listen to this, listen to this. First John two verse twenty seven says. I'm going to back up 26. Listen to this. Those of y'all that think you would be running to your pastor hearing those deadly words, I call them. God told me to tell you. And listen, this is to you, those that feel like you just need that. Verse 26. These things have I written, have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Uh-oh. Seduce you but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you ye need not that any man teach you and ye need not that any man teach you and ye need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing teach you in all things and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in Him. Folks, that is the best I can do tonight. That is the best I can do for this program, for this blog. We've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. We've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Those words, those six deadly words, is no joke. They are causing lots of people pain. God told me to tell you, my sister. People are marrying the wrong folks. People are going to certain churches. God told me to tell you to come work in my church. God told me to tell you that you need to be a part of this ministry. Honey, I saw you in a vision, and I just began to just start praising. I just saw you, and I know God was trying to tell me to tell you to come to this church. I saw you and your child and your baby, you know. And then they, do, they got all these different things that they want to do to you and tell you, and it's all about control and witchcraft. Witchcraft is a form of control. And these people are practicing a type of witchcraft with prophecies. They're trying to control people. Sometimes it's on purpose and sometimes it's, it's, it's innocent. They, they just don't know. They deceive themselves. Some people deceive themselves. Lots of people are taking up all these offers and saying, 100 return. There's no such thing as a hundredfold return. Not the way they preach it. Christ said, speaking of the hundredfold return, That person that left, left mom, dad for the gospel's sake, for the kingdom's sake, that have left mom and dad. Let me just look this up. Some of y'all don't believe this, y'all, because y'all know a whole lot of folks who say 100-fold return. <laughs> 100-fold return, it's not something you can tell the Most time that you want a 100-fold return. It ain't like that. Oh, I tell you This is a, Remember what Christ said um, He said uh, Let's look at Mark 10 here Let's look at Mark 10 And about the 13th verse I think this may be it, be it. But uh, remember Christ said If you what should, Those that leave your mother, father, sister Not leave them but you're no longer attached to this world's your worldly family, but you're attached to the kingdom family. It said those people will receive a hundredfold. But everybody used a hundredfold. And then it says, you know, when the soul comes to soul, you know, and it says some receive 30, 60, hundredfold there. You know, when the soul goes to soul, the word, you know. If it falls on good grounds, he says some receive a, a, a 30, 60, 100 fold. That's what he used the word 100 fold. And then it talks about when people leave their mother, father, sister, brother. Let me read it. Mark 10, 28 through 31. Then Peter said to him, see, we have left all and followed you. So the Messiah answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, There is no one who has left house, brothers or sisters, or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the Gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold. Now, in this time, houses and brothers and mothers and children and land and with... Let me back up here, folks. But the, the, that's the main part I wanted to read. Let me just go ahead and me off. I think I'm hiding something. Let me just read the whole thing again. Then Peter said, then, then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So the Messiah said unto them, Surely I say to you that there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or childrens, or lands for my sake and the gospel's sake who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. And he goes on to say, Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children in land with persecution and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. That's the only time we see the hundredfold return outside of the parable of the sword where it says when the, when a minister sowed the word, it falls on stony ground, good ground. I mean, that's the only time. And that's talking about the uh, the word. And this right here, is just, it doesn't say nothing about an offering, about being able to drop this amount of money in the offering bucket and you get a hundredfold return. This, again, is a part of the old six deadly word. God told me to tell you, you get getting a hundredfold return. These are a bunch of lies, lies, lies. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Different things, different lies we've heard in the church, you know, that, and this whole thing about America, and, it's, you know, this is on the subject, on the subject, but this whole business about America being God's country, God's nation, Christian nation, that's a lie. Where is that? At? Show, somebody please show that to me anywhere in the Bible. Or right, just show me it to me anywhere. I mean, we are not, we are a nation full of every, all kind of beliefs. How can you be a Christian nation? What does that mean? You know, you know a lot of it, then they get you believing that, and you start fighting for America and stuff like. America deserves all these privileges, and not looking at our government, that our government is the problem with the planet. Our government and, and, the, and the secret government behind the government uh, is what's running everything. You know, the New World Order. We sitting up in the bed with these folks, supplying them strength, supplying them our children. Before, you know, in wars and different things, and then we want to say, sort of hollering I this is God's country. And we are the reason that there is poverty in the world. We, it's, it's because of our greed, our direct need for their resources, that they are hungry, that they are starving, that there are wars and, and all these coups across the world causing, you know, overthrowing leaderships. We are behind a lot of the coups that's going on. So what am I saying? When you hear those words, God told me to tell you this is a godly land, This is a, you don't need these people. The scripture we just read said you have the spirit inside of you and you need not the any man teach you. Now, if you can't hear the spirit inside of you, now if you can't hear the spirit inside of you, then obviously you're going to find yourself sooner or later desperate, needing to hear like Saul did early when we read that you're gonna find yourself desperate to hear something and you find yourself relying on these folks. And that's when you get in trouble, when they miss it, you miss it. But hey, if you can't hear nothing and you gotta do something, you wanna know you wanna know if the most high is saying, do this, that and the other, you're gonna to go to whoever you can. You're gonna hope that they live and right to where they get it right. And sometimes when they tell you what God told me to tell you, they miss it. And then there you are. You and your family suffering because you got a bad word from somebody because your communication lines was, you know, down. So tonight I just, uh, sometimes when I do these blogs, I feel like I really hit something and I hit it right. I can always tell by now if I really nailed it down, and I don't feel like I nailed this down at all. I feel like there's like 80% that I just didn't hit. But I did constantly bring up different lines, different lines. I guess you could never nail this thing down because it's so big. It's so big. But I'm telling y'all, we got to be very careful. But don't go dogging out everybody. It's not all these ministers. A lot of these ministers love the most high. And they are just deceived. Just like some of y'all. Deceived. You love the most high. You ain't no phony. You ain't no phony. You're trying, you you're trying, but you just, a lot of the stuff y'all believe is just off. A lot of things I believe are off. So we just got to keep on pursuing the most high, and we will achieve the goal. want to just say hi to uh, Brother Gabriel in the house and some other people on the phone lines. I don't know uh, everybody, but I see y'all still hanging on after the hour. I appreciate that. Uh, please follow the show. Please click on the show and get a reminder sent to your cell phone. And that way when we come on, you can get a 15-minute reminder or a 30-minute reminder before the show starts. Um, keep us in prayer. Keep me in prayer, seriously. Um, I have challenges like everybody else. I'm sure you all know that. But just don't forget to pray for Brother Seth, that he will speak as he is supposed to speak, and that he will live the life that he preach about it easily can jump on blogs or jump in a pulpit and jump anywhere and say whatever anybody can just say something but are you living it when you're off the air that's the question are you living it do you really really love the most high yourself that's the question i think i do i believe i do but i know that there's are some areas in my life that i can really tighten up in so i just encourage everybody please keep your communication line open and uh how did I say we do that? You don't need me to tell you. The Bible says you have the option of the Holy Spirit. You need not any man as your teacher. All I can do is remind you because you already know you already got everything you need. And in reminding you, I'm just saying, remember, we need to fast. We need to pray. We need to surround ourselves with people that fear the most high and seeking the most high. If you're around people that are serious, when you mess up, they help you. If you're around a bunch of fools, you know what that means, or a bunch of weak people. Be around some fireballs. And uh, don't forget, you can't be an island unto yourself. Listen to blogs, and it's not good enough. We we are supposed to go in fellowship with the brethren. This is a, a way of fellowship, though, for real. This is a type of and so I take that back. You know, you really can get a fellowship in on these blogs if you're talking and really allowing people. Eh, I don't know, because I don't know if we can really... Be accountable to each other on these blogs. That's the only thing bad about these blogs. You're not accountable to me. I mean, yes, I hear what you're saying. You hear what I'm saying. But you got to have somebody that know how you really live it in your life. They can tell you this, that, and the other. Again, you have the Holy Spirit yourself. But sometimes we get a deception, those lines of communication, like I talked about, to get clogged up and you can't hear nothing. And this is when you need your brothers and sisters I mean, I hate to say that because we're supposed to be able to know everything ourselves here from the Most High ourselves, but if you got sin in your life and you're doing this, that, and the other, it is hard sometimes to hear the voice. And this is why the Bible, I believe this is why the Most High have instructed us that we fellowship with one another. You know, it helps us, and we have to be accountable one to another. If you're out there and you just listen to blogs, you're not a part of nothing, you don't fellowship nowhere Who's to say you're right in what you're doing? You might be deceived big time, big time. So I just want to just, again, encourage everybody, you know, this show is a failure if y'all don't get this message, and that is keep your communication lines open. You have the Holy Spirit you need. Not that any man should teach you However. ever. If those lines go down, you're gonna need some of these very preachers you're talking about. You're gonna need or you're gonna need a man, you're gonna need a woman to tell you something, and that's when you can mess up because they don't always know what they are talking about. So love every single one of y'all and there is nothing y'all can do about it. Tell other people about five smooth stones and uh we're gonna come back on Thursday night. It'll be good. We got a lot of uh Things to talk about as far as what's going on, on our planet, on our world, and our just um, around. If anybody want to make a quick comment as far as whether or not you enjoyed the show, you know, let me know that too before I go off. Otherwise, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, I like it when y'all quiet sometimes. So I guess everybody's listening because y'all are sitting there attentive. And uh, we're just going to go and wrap this wrap this show up. I do want to uh, play a little something here. Let's see what we're going to end out with. I always try to end out with something that has a message. What can I give y'all as a gift as you leave with um, something that has a message? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play this for y'all. Check this out. I've been playing this a lot because everybody seems to like this song. So I've been playing this a lot. It don't go to everybody. This is not for everybody. This is only for those that have been faithful. Not perfect, but faithful. This is a song that um, people just keep wanting to hear, so I'm going to play it for those of you on the phone lines. Remember, it doesn't relate to you if you're not faithful. So check this out. This is a song by a gentleman named, um, uh, it's right here if I can see it, Luther Barnes, and it's called "It's Your Time." Good night, everybody. Check this out. If this is for you, those of you that have been faithful, check
2: this out.
3: Waited for so long, but you held on and you were strong. And for your faithfulness, it's your time. You encouraged everyone else.
2: working in the vineyard for the Lord for what seems like a lifetime. You have dreams and you've worked towards things that you wanted to accomplish for yourself. But somehow your biggest goals always seem to be just out of your reach. But the Lord told me to tell you that he knows who you are. Yes, he's seen your work and he's also seen your tears. And he wants you to know today that you're not forgotten. He's here to reward you for all your faithfulness. But he said in his word that if you would delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, not only will he give you what you need, but he promised to give you whatever you want. So don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Hang in there and prepare yourself for your blessings your time now. You waited and waited, and waited. you waited for so long. long, but you held, you, you held on, you strong, you were strong, and for your faithfulness, and for your faithfulness, for your
3: faithfulness, and for your faithfulness,
2: because you hung in there
3: with time.